Outcast FM. I still haven't slept yet since yesterday. I haven't slept yet. I have an in-studio correspondent, Miss Naomi Gray here. I don't know if she slept. I did, but I didn't get enough sleep. I'm over here yawning. It's 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 I been a that. long it's been a long night, but all thanks to the Cavs taking the ship. All thanks to the Cavs. You know, it's funny. It's like you, you go through a crazy NBA season, and the first question they always ask is, "Who's going to be like the uh, who's the champion?" Right? That's always you always try to figure that out. Everybody automatically assumed it's going to be Golden State because of the record, because of the fact that they've been there before. Up 3-1 in this series. We were even talking about this, what, last week? Yeah. And look where we're at now. I know. LeBron James, got to give him all the credit in the world for, you know, not only talking the talk, but walking the walk, that old saying. Bringing a championship to Cleveland, a, a city that has struggled. And when I say struggled, I mean, like, depressing type <laughs> of struggle. I haven't seen anything this like disturbing ever, and and I, I I'm going back to the ESPN 30 for 30. I don't know if you saw Believe Land. Oh yeah, I remember you. I think you brought it up to me. And I watched it again yesterday before the game. Wow, that's smart. So I'm hearing it. You know, I'm hearing the guy talking like, "Oh man, the Cleveland sports hasn't won something in over 50 something years, and the struggles and the last minute defeats in all sports, whether it's basketball, football, baseball." How does it feel, Cleveland? How does it feel to be on top of the sports world? Got to feel good, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cleveland Cavaliers, 2016 NBA champions. And we're going to go deep into what happened in Game 7. Because there's going to be a lot of people, you know, that have their questions, their thoughts in regards to it. I feel like not only did we see LeBron fulfilling his, his quest and and pretty much putting a stamp on him as being one of the best players of all time. But we saw Kyrie Irving on the biggest stage become a legend. Uncle Drew, those last three games, my goodness. He was a difference. Let's, let's, put, let's put it out there. Absolutely. Uncle Drew was it? I don't know if Pepsi. I think it's Pepsi that came out with the commercials, right? Who who came out with the commercials? The Uncle Drew commercials. Do you remember? Was I don't it? believe it was Pep. Was it? No, it wasn't Mountain Dew. No, was no, it? no, no, no. Not that. I don't. Definitely not Mountain Dew. I think it might be Pepsi. Whoever makes those commercials, they gotta come out with some more now. Because I'm telling you, <laughs> he earned himself some extra money. Absolutely. During these NBA finals, the guy hit the game winner, and I'm honestly still like. It was such an ice-cold shot. He saw, I think it was Steph was guarding him. It was Pepsi. It was Pepsi. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> I, had to, I had to check it out. I was like, it was Pepsi, yeah. I like that. You know, judges ruling, it was good. I feel good about that. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, Uncle Drew was the real deal. All the way from New Jersey. I, I saw every joke in the book in regards <laughs> to that because you all know his, uh, his relationship situation was a big deal. Remember, we talked about that, too. Hey, big head. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. That text was going out there. But apparently, you know, I'm not going to jump on it. She deleted her Instagram right after they won. No. That's what, yeah. Yeah. No comment. We just, I, we just brought some gossip here on the show. <laughs> We're going to have to dedicate a little two minutes to the to little gossip we'll just, moment. We'll, just, we'll go deeper into that, you know. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it had more to do 
I'm pretty sure Kyrie and the rest of the uh, Cavaliers have more than a party next door going on. <laughs> Cue the drums. <laughs> in regards to that. So, uh, you know, we got that. Uh, Richard Jefferson announced his retirement. <laughs> Did he? Did he? Oh, I had the whole tape of him. Ret- it was, I don't even know if he's heard it yet. <laughs> right. Because it is that good. Uh, he announced his retirement in the locker room after 15 years. Richard Jefferson. So it's funny. His first year, he made the NBA Finals, lost with the Nets. Last year, makes the NBA Finals, wins with the uh, Cavaliers. So what a fitting way to – he had a pretty good career. Let's put it in perspective. Definitely. Took a while, but he got there. He was an all-star one year. So, you know, you got to give the guys props. He had, he had his moments. Uh, you know, we talk about still with the Cavaliers since they are the champions. We're going to harp on them a little bit more. How about J.R. Smith? Got very emotional in his post-game presser. Talking about how people view him and, you know, his father and how much he wanted to be great for his father, his mother, you know, his parents. He's a good guy. I'm going to play that clip a little later. Mm-hmm. But obviously I can't play the clip of, you know, because you can't put sound to him uh, being in Vegas and having himself a real good time with some uh, ladies there. Right. So uh, <laughs> he learned his lesson, you know, at least I think he did. I don't know. JR, enjoy it. Enjoy it. It kind of kills me as a Knicks fan knowing that J.R. Smith – Iman Shumpert, Channing Frye, and Timothy Mozgov all have NBA championships. They were all New York Knicks players at one point. It it, it, it burns me. It burns me to the core. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get over it because we're used to this. We're used to these, these problems happening. So there's always next year. That's our motto. Maybe we need to come out with a 30 for 30. <laughs> you know, the New York Knicks 30 for 30. It's, hey... It's got, it needs to happen. It needs to happen because we've been through so much pain. I want to I talk. I want to be the one that talks in regards to that. That hurts. Been through a lot. Contact him, ESPN, if you need Seriously. somebody to speak Seriously. I, I know some people over there. We'll make some contacts. Pull we'll some have strings. something happen. Yes. <laughs> Even if I have to cry on camera, I will. But um, <laughs> you have that going on. LeBron James' performance. It's, we're going to go through a whole LeBron James moment just to discuss everything he did because he was the reason for all this. Let's be honest. Uh, I'm going to have Josh Eberly, who uh, is the ultimate sports writer, NBA writer, I should say, that you could find on the internet. He's going to um, he's going to chime in, give us his thoughts on LeBron, his legacy. He was giving us every stat imaginable via his Twitter last night. <laughs> and he always does a great job, very detailed, and he, he takes you to that next level. So um, definitely going to discuss with him his thoughts on LeBron, his legacy, and what he plans to do in the future. So we'll definitely look forward to that. Now, we got to look at the flip side. The Golden State Warriors did not win. They, were, they are now no longer, in my, in my opinion, the greatest team of all time. If you're going to be a great team all the time, you got to win, right? In my opinion, they weren't that regardless. Ooh. But I'm just going to... Shots were fired. <laughs> I'm going to leave sure it there. But... Right. You know, leave it there. <laughs> Shots were fired. Um, Steph Curry, a lot of holes were basically, you know, exposed. He was exposed during these finals. The guy, you know, showed to be not that as dimen- not doesn't have as many dimensions as we thought he did. Because when that jump shot was a falling, man, he, he was struggling out there. Yes, absolutely. We learned a lot about Aisha Curry. Aisha, you know what? Look, Aisha Curry's catching every single meme and, you know, gif and everything. She kind of brought this on herself. Let's, let's put it in perspective. And I, you even tweeted something this week. 
about how Aisha Curry, you know, you you support her, you 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 appreciate the fact that she love a man and you know being supportive, but certain things you don't say, yeah. especially that tweet about the NBA being rigged. Yeah, that's not your place. Far, she she just went way too far with that. Yeah, you don't you don't put that in the air. That's, as as the wife of the unanimous MVP, you don't put that of in the, the league. Air. You, you don't. don't you, you don't know what you're talking about at that point, and it's yeah. just... <sighs> you just don't put that in the air. It's bad karma, you know, automatically for your team. Absolutely. Let's let's put it out there. I mean, I liked Aisha Curry. I liked what she was about. She, remember she was, we were just talking about this also earlier. Yeah. She's a wholesome woman. Right. You know, she ain't out there like basketball wives. Absolutely. She looked very ratchet for a minute. Just, somebody put the battery in her back, and somebody put a battery oh. in... Money. Everybody, a lot of warriors back. My goodness, because it, it got out of control. Absolutely. I, I just, just, the comments and, you know, even her little actions that she's caught on video with, when she's like throwing the uh, the shirt over, you know, remember the, the, yeah. the Cavalier shirt? Come on, Aisha. I don't know who she's, whose footsteps she was following in, but it were, it were, they were the wrong ones. I don't know, but I blame Riley Curry. But, um, <laughs> leave her out of it. I'm okay. Right, I'm just saying, <laughs> bad influence. But uh, you got that situation, Draymond Green blaming himself because, you know, obviously he got suspended for going low a couple of times on different people. And he said if they, he played game five, they would have won. Now, Draymond Green, in my opinion, had the greatest, one of the greatest game sevens that no one will ever remember because they lost. Hands he down. was insane how good he was. If the Warriors would have won, he would have hands oh. down had MVP. Oh, yeah. Hands he was down. Very Outstanding good. performance. It's, it, it goes without saying. The guy was amazing, you know. Obviously, LeBron was better. Mm-hmm. That's just because he's LeBron. As he put the, he put himself in such a, a realm that it's just because he's LeBron, right? You know, and I'm I'm happy for him. I, I have to admit this. I was hate I was hating on LeBron for a long time, but the way he came out and he put this team on his shoulders and it got this it got the job done. And the fact that he won it for Cleveland, you gotta respect it. Look, you ain't gotta write a script for Space Jam too. Here's the script, right? <laughs> what brought him back to Cleveland? The Looney Tunes needed to play the Monstars again, so he said, I got to leave Miami and go back to Cleveland. That's what happened. That's like how how Michael Jordan came back to the NBA, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what the Monstars, yes, it's the same thing again. Absolutely. I already, we got, the, we got the script. I'm buying my ticket soon. I think it's... I, I, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be excellent. That's, that's what I'm saying. Steph Curry's a monster. <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> you know, you got that situation. It's We're going to break down the whole Warriors like legacy. Is Is it... Do we still even consider it in some way a top team? Like, can we look back at this team and say, oh, man, they were one of the greatest? They're just the greatest regular season team? Is that fair to even – is that a title you even want, the greatest regular season team? No. I mean, it all matters in the in the playoffs. It's all about the postseason. Who doesn't slip through the cracks? Oh, man. I mean, we already played a lot of sounds. So you're going to hear a lot of sound during the show because it was so much of it from last night. You got the NBA champions being crowned. It's It's only right. Uh, how about Harrison Barnes? How about his? You know what? He's one of those guys that he bet on himself. Like Dwayne Wade bet on himself this year, one year contracts. He, you know, I yeah. can make more later. He's gonna get paid. Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade's gonna get paid. Harrison Barnes did the same thing. Felt like he was better than what they offered him originally. Now he may not get anything. Those Harrison things Barnes, are so tricky. He was terrible, and I'm a North Carolina fan. Harrison Barnes from North Carolina. Let me down. I'm not even, look. I'm a Tar Heel at heart. I didn't go to the school, 
But I'm a Tar Heel at heart, and to see Harrison Barnes struggle like that, it hurt me to the core. To the core. I don't even know what to say. I, I don't. What team takes a chance? Was it the Lakers? Because the Lakers seem like the only team that makes sense at this point. Hey, he'll be he'll be with Luke. That's what Luke Luke wants him. That's Luke's guy. And I think you think Luke through the NBA Finals. <laughs> no, no. All right, I'm just going to. Don't. Because Luke was so, like, I'm already out. Look, I got to get ready for the draft. That's what Luke was probably thinking. The draft is Thursday. I gotta no, get ready I'm pretty for that. sure he would like. Imagine being able to walk away with a, a ring before you become a head coach. Like, that's that's a good. Yeah, but he got to figure out who's his number two pick. That is true. <laughs> no, that That's some tough stuff. So they cut it. Everything is so close this year because they stretched out the NBA finals mm-hmm. that it ended Sunday, you know, for game seven. Which yeah, is the draft on Thursday? The draft is on Thursday. Intense. So how intense is that? You only got a couple of days to not only – Learn your players. Learn your team. He doesn't know his team. He hasn't been getting any sleep. No. Luke Wall is on a plane right now to L.A. And he has to figure out who he's gonna, who his team is. I'm the, looking forward to seeing him. They're talking about trading D'Angelo Russell. Bye. Nick Young <laughs> just got left by Iggy Azalea. There's a lot going There's on so, in I'm Laker telling you, it's land. a modern-day soap opera. I cannot... <laughs> Deal with it. I'm, I'm like, too, I have to tune in. I have to make sure I'm at home at a certain time to yeah. tune in. Yeah, it's just the Young and the Restless, <laughs> a.k.a. the L.A. Lakers. It's right. real. There's a lot going on. Kobe is doing movies and random <laughs> stuff because he's bored. Ghostbusters commercials. Ghostbusters. Look, hey, look. I didn't want to see Ghostbusters until Kobe sold me on it. Even Carmelo and Porzingis sold me on Spike it. Lee. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. I don't know how they got Clyde in a, in a Ghostbusters outfit, but they did. That's right, I was to expecting me. to see a little, you know, sparkly bow tie somewhere on it or whatnot, but it was it. He was in it. That's not his swag. They paid, they paid him a good chunk of money. They for had that. to, but I was like, that's not his swag. But he's like, I gotta be wearing some old leopard or some, you know, <laughs> something with spots. Right. But uh, <laughs> we'll see what you know where it goes to that. Um, once again, you can call us up five one six nine zero zero two two seven eight and uh, let us know. Obviously, a lot of people have their thoughts on NBA Finals. And when we come back, we're actually gonna break down Game Seven itself. Because remember that game was um, probably going to go down as one of the best in history. Let's let's put it out there. Hands all right. Down. All right. Listen to Sports Social at East to hear on Southcast FM. We'll be right back. Girl, I know this might seem strange, but let me know if I'm out of order or stepping to you this way. See, I've been watching you for a while and i just gotta let you know that i'm really feeling your style cause i had to know your name and leave you with my number and i hope that you would call me someday if you want you can give me yours too and if you don't well i ain't mad at you we can still be cool girl. I'm not trying to pressure hey. you Just can't stop thinking oh. about you You ain't even oh, yeah. really gotta be my girlfriend no, no. I just wanna oh. know your name And maybe oh. sometimes 
surprised that you called Cause the way you walked away I thought I wasn't gonna see you no more Since you didn't wanna give me your man I thought that you were digging me And wasn't digging me But anyway, what you doing tonight? I'll probably be quitting my peeps If it's cool with two, maybe we'll swing by You can just chill Oh, you can just chill with me Long as you're comfortable And you feel secure when you're with me Cause I'm not trying to Shot clock back to five. James drives, gets in the paint, puts it up, and puts it in. Making plays for you, you got smaller guys on you, you got to capitalize. That time he does, right on cue mark. Irving drives on Green, gets inside, off balance, comes up short, gets his own rebound, and puts it back. Seven to shoot. Good ball now from Shepard. Green drives on James and finishes. The Cavs' possessions here to start the fourth. James drives down the lane, running shot, banks, and it's good. Curry's got Tristan Thompson on him. Curry, crossover, three-pointer, it's good! Steph Curry. Iguodala. Thompson fakes, Thompson fires, and hits! A two-pointer for Clayton. Curry with Jefferson leaning on him. Curry drives. Scoop layup. Misses Green on the follow. Pace is completely slowed down. We see the big pick and roll again, and they switch again. Good job by Draymond Green getting back. Five to shoot. Azili again goes back up on him. James steps back for three. Puts it in. LeBron. Draymond Green kicks it out. Iguodala for three. Rebound James, and he's fouled by Curry. That's going to be four fouls on Curry, third team foul. And we'll take a timeout as we get under by Iguodala. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. 
They're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one. -on -one. Irving puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! And the Cavaliers by three! Seven to shoot. Curry takes the three. Steps back, crossover. Puts up a three! Rebound James with what, 30 seconds remaining. What a spectacular job by Love. Irving on the drive, goes inside, lost it, gets it back and finds Love. There's a seven-second difference between shot clock and game clock. And they had a foul to get... Cavaliers have one timeout left. They go in the backcourt in the last two minutes to get it. But they've got to manage this clock. They don't want to go early. Irving drives to James. Misses the jam, but foul. James will shoot two free throws as he goes down hard with 10.6 remaining. Right. The Cavaliers leading by... If Golden State scores, it's going... To, you cannot have any more timeouts. So James will go to the free throw line. A hard fall. He's 7 of 8 from the line. Holding on and clenching that right fist. Rattles in the second possession, forcing them to take it out again. Curry runs off. Iguodala looking. Thompson catches. Thompson a couple of dribbles. Head fake. Tied up. Throws it in to Green on a foul on the entry pass. That's the foul to give. Inbound. Shepard trying to stay with Curry. Catches. One dribble. Steps back. Puts up a three. Won't go. Rebound tip taken by Spades. Final second. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. All right, so that was the uh, <laughs> that was the celebration that was going on between the Cleveland Cavaliers finally clinching a title. And we're listening to the highlights now, and. You can hear the call, like Mike Breen is screaming and like, "Oh my God, the block! The block by LeBron James on Iguodala was the was the changer, game changer." Let's let's call it let's call it for what it is because you don't get the Kyrie shot without the block. Right. That's that's it. That's very true. I'm, I, that is a good point that you just brought up. I I really didn't look at it that way. You know, because it's that's the only way. Like he, it's a clear layup for Iguodala. LeBron comes all the way from half court. It blocks it in a clean block, mind you. Exactly. It was like, are you kidding me? No, when I seen that, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like I always say things like, oh, Steph Curry, he doesn't do, you know, he's great, but he doesn't do the unexpected. And I mean, LeBron in a way, like that was a LeBron James move. But when it's executed so well, it's yeah. like you just gotta look at him and just be like, man, mm -hmm. wow, like. When when you come in clutch like that, like what that that was so needed. That block was so needed. It was and so needed, and that's the whole thing. It's like and to execute it, a clean block like for it, it just oh. it's hats off. He just go. <laughs> I just there's no words. There are no words to describe that. Um, just it was so well done. I, I, like I said, there's not much you could really do with a situation like that. And um, one of the other key things that I saw in the game was Kevin Love's defensive effort against Steph Curry. Oh. He, I, I don't know how he did it, but he forced Steph Curry into a tough shot. And uh, 
it really saved. It was a huge defensive stop that helped them get the ball back and waste more clock. That was I was happy to see him step up in that situation because, as you know, he's been very like silent within this series. He hasn't really been doing well. He's been missing, you know, much needed shots and stuff. So he's been coming up pretty short. So for him to, to see that defensive effort from him, it really, you know. I was like, okay, you deserve that championship. You 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 put in your work today. You did something, and I'm happy to see that. I mean, I wasn't counting on him to do anything big this game yeah. or to have a, a big game, but like you said, his defensive effort against Curry protecting the perimeter and whatnot was like, oh yeah, it was it was top notch, exceptional, top notch effort. And you know what? You gotta be you gotta be proud because it was a team effort. Uh, even Shumpert had some pretty big shots. And yeah, I he went Shumpert on. Was like, the Cavs, I forgot, it might have been in the third quarter, the Cavs went on an 8-0 run, and six of those points were from Shumpert. So it was like, it was very crucial. He came up when it was needed. And I remember after the half, going into the halftime, I was like, if the Cavs do as much as let the Warriors go on a run right now in the third quarter, in the opening of the third quarter, they're screwed. Yeah. And they... They hustled and they 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 prevented that from happening and that was a point where J.R. Smith stepped up too. So it was like he everybody I don't I don't want to say everybody on the team, but a lot of people stepped up for the Cavs. Like you've seen a lot from their bench as well. You definitely did. And um, one of the other things that I pointed out from just watching, I think you know, and I never give him credit. You know me, I always say Coach LeBron. I give Teron <laughs> Lue credit. Teron Lue stuck with Kevin Love down the stretch he didn't try to you know everybody was getting on him saying don't play kevin love no love all that stuff stuck with kevin love played richard jefferson still he didn't yeah. cover richard jefferson's minutes went back to mo williams mm-hmm. mo williams played even though he didn't do much mo williams was more of an offensive threat than matthew della vadova right and that's a big thing it made it made them work a little bit more in terms of their rotations and i'm talking about golden state because now you had to play barbosa more minutes you couldn't have curry out there guarding Everybody, because Curry's very, he's a liability defensively. He's always been. Of course. So much had to be changed. Klay Thompson was getting beat up. He had to do so much work defensively that when he got the ball in the offensive end, he couldn't run around anymore. Exactly. Because you had Kyrie driving him nuts. I mean, come on. I have to. I, I have to agree with you on that too. Like Tyron Lue, he. I want, Obviously, he's not a better coach than Steve Kerr. Like, obviously not. But. What I applaud him on is making those adjustments to make his to for the Cavaliers to be successful in this series. Because at the end of the day, him and his staff they made those adjustments. Whether regardless what LeBron's you know thoughts are, our opinions were, our suggestions were, Tyron Lue as the head coach, you know he made those proper adjustments and it, it paid off. So for this to be for him to end his season like this, like that's amazing for him, and I, I I definitely applaud him for everything that he's he's done to you know help his team become successful. It's definitely one of those um, it's one of those things where we learn a lot about Teron Lue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to admit, I even though even though he's won titles, I loved his emotion. Oh yeah, you could tell his team was invested. They all crying. You saw I never seen so many grown men cry in a championship game. I know it's like I've seen more tears than I've seen smiles on those first few moments after them winning, and like it was touching. I, I was like sitting down, and you know, me being the girly girl I am sometimes with my emotions, I was like, I'm really about to cry. Like I haven't even been following the Cavs all season, but I'm about to cry. Like it's just amazing how 
emotional they were. And to see that emotion from a coach, him just sitting at the bench, at, on the bench with his head sunken into a, a T-shirt crying, like, that emotion was so it was powerful. Legit. It was real. It was genuine. It's all the stuff that you want to see. Exactly. It's just, it was incredible. I mean, you got to call it for what it is. And um, this was the emotional, this was the immediate emotion after the game um, with the post game. Now, Doris Burke actually... <laughs> It was trying to interview LeBron, and Kyrie accidentally like uh, bumped into her. Oh. I thought that was kind of funny. But I didn't peep that. Doris Burke, professional as always, kept um, it together. Kept it shout together. Shout-outs to her, you know, being, like, I, I'm just She's amazed great. with her. She's great. I, I've always loved Doris Burke. One of the best in the business deserves more, I feel like, credit that she gets. Yeah. Just always been um, legit. So this is what she had to say. How I would describe LeBron's reaction as he shares a hug with Kyrie. We'll get in a minute, but he is still crying tears of joy. LeBron. I'm sorry, Doris. No, no worries, Kyrie. LeBron, as soon as that buzzer sounded, your emotions let loose. Can you describe what you're feeling right now? Gotta go two years when I came back to the city I gave everything that I had I brought my heart my blood my sweat my tears to this game and against all odds against all odds I don't know why we want to take the hardest road why the man above gives me the hardest road but it's nothing the man above don't put you in situations that you can't handle and I just kept that same positive attitude like Instead of saying, why me, they're saying this is what he want me to do. And uh, Cleveland, this is for you. Oh. LeBron, you did what no other team had been able to do, coming back from a 3-1 to deficit in the finals. And to do that, you had to win twice in a place that proved too much for so many teams. What did you find in game five here? Uh, just locked in. I had to change my approach a little bit on how I approach the game. I wasn't that good in the first two games here in this building. I watched a lot of film, detailed it out, changed my blueprint, and uh, was able to put together some spectacular games after being down 3-1. History. The first team ever to come back from a 3-1 three, uh, three deficit. This is special. We'll see you in a few minutes on the podium. All right, thank Mike. You, All right so that was uh, LeBron James. Very emotional, crying. Like, he's screaming out Cleveland. What are your thoughts on that? Just that whole, like, I that whole moment. I appreciate the little Kevin Garnett moment. The little, you know, like a... Anything is possible! <laughs> exactly. Like, I that that moment was so needed. It was very beautiful to see that. Because, I mean, he came, he said that he's not going to leave Cleveland until he brings them a championship. But to get that done in two, within two seasons, like... That moment is amazing, and it's just nice to see how how much emotion he has, you know, towards this this win and what it, what it's done for him, his teammates, the organization. I mean, the franchise and and the you know, Cleveland. What it's done for Cleveland, like it's amazing. It's it it just speaks volumes, and yeah, I just really appreciate how much emotion he's he demonstrated last night. It was it was a nice thing to watch. It was a really good thing to watch definitely was and um obviously there was just the different things that you know were going on and you see him like letting it all out everybody's hugging and stuff and 
you got to feel good for Cleveland. Like I said, I was saying earlier with the whole Believe Land thing and, you know, yeah. not being able to win for so long. You got to feel good for them. You got to feel good for um, Teron Lou, who has now, he's now a legit coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't call him coach. I can't say Coach LeBron anymore. He got the job done. Right. All the stuff was, you know, it, it all came to a head. So that was that was the main that was the main part about it. And uh, what else can you say? I, it was just it was like they just definitely deserved it. And you know, I'm just thinking about LeBron James, and he he's been through a lot. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He has a lot of fans, but he sure has so much more haters. Oh yeah. Like, question. and it's just, I never, one thing I can hands down say is that I've never hated on LeBron James. I've always seen something in him where, I, where I've looked at him and said, he's, that's greatness right there. He's, he looks at the game in a way that you don't realize a lot of players do. Like, I remember his press conference when he's saying, you know, I'm going to go back after this and watch some film. And like he just said in, in that post-game interview with Doris Burke, he watched games, he watched a lot of films, he changed mm-hmm. his blueprint, you know. You know, sitting there and sorting out what you thinking about what you got to do to to get to get to their ultimate goal. Like, how many players could say they put that much energy into trying to win something? That's a very good point. You know very, what I mean? That's probably what a lot more players should be doing anyway. Let's be honest. Exactly. I mean, are you listening, Carmelo? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hopefully, you know. You're <laughs> but no, like it's you don't see that a lot. So when you do see, you have to appreciate it. Everybody like he's a flop. He's he's over there. Sure, but he still is an excellent player. His yes. mind mentality, his knowledge of this game is just superb. You don't see this often, so when you do see, you have to, you have to be quiet and respected. Like um, Stephen A. Smith made a, he tweeted out something saying that regardless mm-hmm. of basically what he was saying is like regardless of what you have to say about Le- LeBron, he wanted he won this championship against all odds. You need he like he said, shut up. You you got to yeah. shut up, and that's what yeah. you got to do. That's what you gotta do. I mean, I, like I said, this, it was a team effort. They all got together on this, and this is what uh, everybody had to say at the podium because this was a huge celebration, starting with Coach Teron Lou. After the game, it was just, you know, I never cry. You know, I, I always been tough and never cried. And just after the game, my brother's here, um, Greg, just said, "I've never seen you cry before." And um, just a lot of emotions, you know, just built up. You know, my grandfather couldn't be here; he passed away, and. Um, all the haters and all the doubters, and it just all built up at one time. And then we finally, hearing that last horn go off, um, it was just unbelievable. It, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. Kyrie's, you know, back to being special Kyrie. And, you know, that shot that he made tonight, that three-point shot, was probably one of the biggest shots in NBA history, especially knowing that no one has ever come back from 3-1. So I'm just very happy for him. Um, this is a moment that all of us will always cherish. And, you know, when you win a championship together, it's like a blood transfusion. You know, no matter what, no matter where you go, you know, 15 years from now, it would be the same love like I have for Ron Harper and, you know, Robert Ory and, and Horace Grant, Brian Shaw. You know, 15 years since we won a championship. And when I see those guys, it's like we never missed a beat. And it's just something that you can never change. The biggest thing with LeBron is the reason why I say he deserves it is because of the person that he is. You know, he's a, he's a giver. Um, he he's always looking to take care of people. He's always been nice to everyone. And um, if anyone deserves it, you know, LeBron James definitely deserves it. You know, for me, I just I'm I'm, I'm true to the game, and and I know what I bring to the table. And uh, I came back for a reason. I came back to 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 bring a championship to our city. 
Um, I knew what I was capable of doing. I knew what I learned in the last couple of years that I was gone. And uh, I knew if I had to, when I came back, I knew I had the right ingredients and the right blueprint to help this franchise get back to it, uh, to a place that we've never been. And, um, you know, it's not even relief. It's just excitement for us as a team, as a franchise, as a city, as a community. Um, you know, to be able to continue to build up our city, uh, continue to be an uh, inspiration to our city, it, it means everything. And I'm happy to be a part of it. LeBron was so emotional at the end. He was on the court with his head down in his hands. What do you think was going through his mind, and why do you think that moment really overtook him that way? I think it just goes back to growing up as a kid in Northeast Ohio. You know, growing up in Akron, Northeast Ohio, they've been through so much in terms of sport industry, just with, with the Indians getting so close and, and, and the Browns moving to Baltimore and, and, you know, even with the Cavs when he was there originally. Just, you know, I think all those emotions and those thoughts of, of just working hard, even the letter that he wrote, come back and win a championship for Cleveland. He wrote it. He's a bad man, and he got it done. And we had a number of guys that, that stepped up for us when we needed it bad. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you talk about vindication. This is, uh, you know, the main reason that I came here and wanted to come here because I knew we'd have a great shot to, to win a title. Last year I felt like it was taken away, you know, from me, especially with the injury. And uh, this year, um, you know, got to have my first real playoff run and uh, ended the way I wanted it to, and we all wanted it to. So it really came down to just both teams just playing extremely hard and then there was a victor at the end of the game and if there could ever be a you know another game seven like this in the nba finals for for it all end all i mean i hope that uh i'm either playing in it or i'm watching something historic like that so i'm just really thankful to be a part of history like this and to be it to be done with a group that i have in that locker room and us making history and etching our names forever in nba history JR turned himself into not only a, a, a huge boost to our team, but he turned himself into a two-way player, both sides of the floor. And uh, I think those emotions came out of JR at the end of those games. JR Smith, today is Father's Day. I remember listening to an interview with you talking about working at uh, your father's construction job and knowing that that's not what you want to do with your life. Can you just talk about the role that he's played in your life and? what it means to you to be able to share this moment with him. I mean, my parents, my family, that's the biggest inspiration of my life. I've been, th I've been in a lot of dark spots in my life, and if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to get out of it. And they always stuck by my side, no matter right or wrong. And I know a lot of people don't have. I know a lot of people don't have their parents in their life, their mother or their father. But I got the best two you can ask for. I swear. To hear people talk bad about me, it hurts me because I know it hurts him. That's not who I am. That was J.R. Smith with a very emotional message that he had for his father, obviously, with the question being asked at the podium. And, um, it, you know, a lot of people do get on JR. We get on JR all the time. And, and we'll continue, too, because, you know, he gives you moments even after that speech. <laughs> and he hugged his father. And it was a very emotional moment. Right. He, uh, as you were saying, he showed up 
went back to Cleveland, right? Yeah. With no shirt on. No, I told you he left his shirt at the club last night. <laughs> Whichever club he was at. He right. multiple, probably. He left, yeah, exactly. And he left his, you know, uh, LeBron came out there with a uh, Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior, Warriors. Ultimate Warriors shirt. And, Warrior, yeah. Yeah, Warrior shirt. And uh, we saw Kevin Love at the podium with an Austin 316 shirt. He actually did the uh, the salute with the with the beer and everything. You were saying that. There's mm-hmm. on video of that. Yes. Uh, they're just having a good time, you know, but... I still feel like there was some. There was another guy that had a, a much better time <laughs> than them, and, I, and I'm just going to play it. Uh, Richard Jefferson announced his retirement, <laughs> and he didn't announce it like he didn't wait like you know wait a while, get a very proper speech at the podium. <laughs> no, he was in the locker room at uh, Fox Sports Ohio, who covers the the uh, Cavaliers. They found out surprisingly about this in the uh, during the celebration. So check this out. Obviously, congratulations. The last several days, all you've been able to say is basketball. Why are you talking to me about basketball? Because you're an NBA champion, and I want to talk to an NBA champ. Retiring. I am retiring. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. When I tell you right now, those boys in that locker room are bad men. You don't have to like them. You don't have to respect them. But those boys are champions. They play like champions. They, you know, they had some adversity. They got struggled, but we got champions here, and that's why it was the greatest, one of the greatest series in NBA history. That's why it took a record-breaking thing for the, for us to beat them, because those boys are champions. Uh, like that game could have gone anyway. One shot here, one shot there. It makes no difference. The performance How's that today. Summary, Ali. Well done. The performance today, though, is the epitome of what Cleveland basketball is all about. Cleveland, this city, is all about. Why was this team that much better? The fans were so, I've never experienced anything like the fans in Cleveland. The support that we've gotten nonstop. When we were down 3-1, I felt like our fans were more hyped than when they started the series. They were more hyped. They're like, yes, we got them right where we want them. Like, everybody was so excited, man. And then we knew for a fact that if we won game five, that it was going to seven. And we knew in game seven with Braun and Kai, and just we knew that anything could happen, and it did. But... It started with just win game five. We win game five. We knew our crowd in Cleveland was going to carry us. And I need y'all to stop talking about jinxes and stuff out there in Cleveland and curses. I never believed in that. I came here just because I wanted to win. And I felt like we had the best team. One word you used a lot in your essay were the narratives. How was this team able to block those out and do what you've done now? I'm glad you brought up my essay. I felt like it was well written. It was well done. It was well done. And that's what I'm going to do when I retire. I'm just going to write essays. That's it. That's all I'm going to do is write essays. I don't know what they're going to be. They might be erotic. I don't know. But I'm just going to write lots of essays. Has it said in yet that you'll be an NBA champion I forever? Know. No, it hasn't. I'm retired. I'm not here right now. I, I have, man. I, I don't know what to say. I know I'm not Fred, but do you want to sign off? Was it something I said with Richard and Allie? The last edition. The last edition. The last edition. The last edition. And he soaks her with champagne. And it was, let's just say that he had a good time. I have to give it to the reporter. Like, I swear, I've just, it just reminds you of seeing a conversation with that one sober friend and that one extremely drunk friend outside of a bar on a, on a weekend night. Just like the the sober friend, just trying to get the get the drunk friend through the conversation. That's that's <laughs> he's talking about writing erotic essays. Uh, he was 
I have to be honest, he was high and drunk. He was on that championship high. He had a good time. Uh, that's, uh, that's the best exactly. way to describe it. He had a very good time. Absolutely. What we're going to do is uh, step aside, take a quick break. You're listening to Sports Social with Eddie. See here on Southcast FM.
job the last few games after we went up 3-1 to uh, to really uh, come back and uh, and overtake us they they deserved it you know they hit some key shots they made the plays and uh, as I as I said congrats to the to the Cavs and to uh, the city of Cleveland you know we've uh, we've had so many moments of joy together um, and it was it's like wow, we're we're actually having a, a moment of sorrow as a team, and uh, it's a it's a great reminder that uh, first of all, it's not easy to win a championship, um, but um, as I said, it's life. Things happen. You move on. Did the better team win? Yes. Yeah, better team won. That's the beauty of the NBA playoffs. You you play a seven seven game series, um, the best team wins, and they were better than us in this series. I'm not afraid to say that it's my fault. I think it was. If I if I don't put myself in that position and I don't get suspended for game five, I were sitting here champions. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You know, but we'll never know the answer to that question. But what the answer that I do know is that I won't put myself in that position again. And that's all I can really do. You know, so I think in life you learn from things and you use those things. You use those things online. And just don't let it happen again. But I don't look at this entire season as a failure because there's been too many great things that happen to this team and to this group of guys, to this coaching staff, to this organization. You know, so um, it's been an amazing year. We just we failed at one goal we had. It'll haunt me for a while because it means a lot to me to you know try to lead my team um, and do what I need to do. Um, on the court in, in, in big stages, done it before, didn't do it tonight. I mean, you learn from you learn from this. We learn from what it was like to win a championship last year, which I think made us a, the best regular season team in history. And we'll learn from how the playoff run went um, when we get back here next year. So, obviously, the biggest lesson is nothing's ever guaranteed. Nothing's you can't take this stage for granted. And it is extremely hard to win a championship. That's why you pour champagne on yourselves. That's why they're doing that in the locker room right now. So I think when you when you look at the history of the league, how few teams have repeated, that was our goal and we didn't do it. It's going to be a long three months over the summer thinking about it. Um, but that doesn't mean, um, you know, we can't put this – there's another little unfortunate notch in the belt and, and move forward and and, uh, and come back stronger next year. That was uh, Steph Curry finishing off the round of uh, Warriors talk. Yeah, I was like, Steve Kerr let it off, and then you had uh, Draymond Green talking. And um, going back to what Steve Kerr was talking about, saying how, you know, it's they hadn't felt this in a long time. Yeah. This, that's, that's about as legit as it gets because they've won so many games, 73 games. Right, and not only that, even in the playoffs, they became they were triumphant. Um, <clears throat> coming back three to one in that series against OKC, and then just to be 
just to fall from leading three to one, it's like it's a huge drop. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard for the psyche to to get over and. You know, obviously Steve Kerr is from that Greg Popovich, Phil Jackson mold, so he knows how about being classy about it. You know, you take the loss, you move on. Yeah. That's it. He handled it well. You know, uh, Draymond Green puts the blame on himself. What do you think? Is there any truth to that? I never I never like when players do that. I, used to, I said it even about LeBron James when he said he's carrying the weight of, you know, his team on his shoulders, and that, I feel, affected his performance. I just don't feel like that's, that's a hero move by putting the blame on yourself. You can't, there's no I in team. There's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. b- both ways, in positive ways and in negative ways. You cannot put that weight on your shoulder because it doesn't, it doesn't change the outcome. Like you said, like he said, you don't know the answers for it, and I, I stand, you know, I feel like his suspension, it, it, it shaked things up again, but like I told you earlier, the Cavs still won three games in a row. Definitely. They still came back three to one. So that played a role Lesson learned for you. He should have learned the lesson a long time ago when he was able to, you know, when he got by with the Stephen Adams situation. Yeah, that should have been a lesson did. learned for you. But you still, some some hype was built up in his veins and he tried to be this big, big, tough guy. And, you know, the situation with LeBron James occurred and then there you are suspended. So it's a lesson learned, but it doesn't it doesn't change the outcome. I don't feel bad for him. It doesn't it doesn't justify anything. I don't I don't think that comment changed anything. Right. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he, you know, he's one of those emotional guys, how he'll take the summer. Will he, you know, he, I think he's going to work extra hard. Yeah. But um, he's a very emotional guy, so he takes it a certain way. Another guy, obviously, St- um, Stephen Curry. You can't be called Stephanie Moore. It's just Stephen Curry when you lose. Um, <laughs> he has to now deal with the fact that you didn't get the job done. You're the two-time MVP. you got to get the job done when it matters. You... The leader of this of the Warriors is Draymond Green, hands down. Yes. But you would think with Steph Curry's accomplishments this season and last season and becoming, you know, two-time MVP, first unanimous MVP selection in the history of the game, mm-hmm. you would think he would take a leadership role. And he is he, he was so absent he this was. postseason. Like, except for, you know, and then, like, I hear some people speak of his injury that yeah. he had. But... I can't I can't go back I can't, you know, agree with that because he came back from that, you know, that time off, dropped what was it, forty? Yeah. Had an outstanding performance mm-hmm. in in overtime right after you for the first game back from that injury, that's no excuse. Yeah, I mean it's it's bottom line they lost. Exactly. That's what he, I think you have to you know, live with. I hope I used to live with that. I, I read her tweet that she tweeted after the um obviously the final score. So about how, you know, God does things for a reason. You know, I think she'd be a little dramatic. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Things. It's look. It's you win, you lose. Now, games. now she's going back to her face. She's trying to. She's trying to because she's realized how she made herself look very bad. Steph completely out of the box. Yes, I think she just needs to be low key for a while, but that's not going to happen because she has a cooking show now. Yeah, focus her energy into that. What the thing I respected her for was that she she separated herself from this game yeah. from what her husband was doing, but for some odd reason. Somebody sprinkled some gangster <laughs> dust over the Warriors organization they got, they and their, the guys. wives clubs, and everybody started everybody started acting tough. tough. Everybody got tough, and and time. it was it was probably their. I think it contributed to their downfall in the postseason. I agree that that my mentality they had. Everybody was tough guys. You see it in Game Seven. Steph Curry get in LeBron James' face after that, after a little incident, and it's just like settle down. Mm-hmm. You're. Settle down. This is game seven. What, what 
what did you do all like you you put so much work in during the regular season to get up to this point to defend okay. your channel to defend your title and be back-to-back champs and that's it's 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 interesting because they did all of this we we were we were already crowning them a week ago as many people were um I don't know. You got a lot to think about, a lot to work on. Steve Kerr's now had to coach an extra, you know, a little harder. They got free agency to worry about. Harrison Barnes probably gone. Um, a couple other players, Leandro Barbosa is going to be gone probably. Right. They got some, they got some rebuilding to do. They got to do it within the draft because you got to get some young players. You know, is Steph Curry still going to be on the contract? I think until next year. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're going to work out a way to give him the max. So yeah, I'm not too worried about that. It's just little things they're gonna have to worry about financially in the future with certain players. So it, it, it's it's what every team goes through. Yeah, you know. So we'll see how it happens, and who knows? We got plenty of time to work on the sneakers so they can get them better. So <laughs> these are the things you have to think about. We're gonna step aside for a break. Josh Eberle will be on the line with us when we come back. Here, listen to Sports Social with Ed Easton here on Southcast FM. Time after time. My sentence, but committed no crime and bad mistakes. I've made a few, I've had my shells and kicked in my bed, but I can't
Black Sports Social at Easton here on Southcast FM. And on the line with us right now is uh, Josh Eberly from NBA Hoop Mag. Josh, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, no problem, man. We're always happy to have you. And I know you're like everyone else. You're still uh, probably a little hungover from the whole Cleveland Cavaliers celebration and uh, the crowning of the new champs. But uh, first of all, what are your thoughts on just Game 7 itself? Like, you feel like it's up there with the greatest? Oh, man, I, it's it's got to be. And, I mean, there's recency bias. And, and like you said, I'm still a little I'm digesting everything that happened. But it's got to be top five I've ever seen, at least. I mean, minimum. It was This was a playoffs that was so, I want to say, mediocre and that the games weren't competitive most of the time. And we get this finals, and it's 3-1. It looks just like we're doomed, and this is going to be a trash NBA ending. And then you get this, and you get this comeback. And, and it all leads to this game seven where the Cavs are down, what, nine, eight or nine at the half. And, man, it just couldn't have been more of a triumph, a triumphant feeling at the end when LeBron had that block. Just so much pent-up energy and negativity just swatted right out of the building. Yeah, definitely, especially like that that whole Iguodala that rundown was insane. I mean, you talk about from where he started, and Iguodala looked like he had a, a nice, clean look for him to run him down and just uh, block it, changed. I, I think won them the game, in my opinion, because they don't get that oh, position. Absolutely, and it's so crazy. If you watch that, I mean, I'm sure there's a million vines out there, but if you watch that play in slow motion or you watch it again, Iguodala comes in from the three-point line. You don't even see LeBron. He's strolling up to the net. Like, you don't see LeBron to the very end of that play. He was so far behind before he pins that thing on the backboard. Unbelievable play. And it's following up just an unbelievable play in game six where, I mean, two really where he blocked Draymond Green uh, on the pump fake and then right after that, Curry and gave him the trash talk. But he was just huge defensively in the series as well. Oh, He definitely was. And obviously living up to the whole, you know, the hype about – bringing a championship back to Cleveland, even though it took him, this, you know, the second year, but he got it done. Uh, I always see you, like, every time you always tweet about the numbers and uh, breaking down LeBron James and his effectiveness. Uh, do you think we'll ever see another player match or even surpass what he did during the seven-game series? Uh, it's hard to say. What he did on both – like, his numbers are spectacular, like, 30-11-9, I think, was what he averaged overall in the series. He did that shooting almost 50% from the field. I mean, he was effective. Last year, his per-game numbers were a little bit better, but he was nowhere near as effective as a scorer. But then you, you factor in that he had four straight games, four, five, six, and seven. He had two-plus blocks and two-plus deals. Like, he was just – his handprint was all over this game. And there's only so many players. I mean, Jordan has is up there with him in terms of the scoring. And there are things that Jordan did that might never be done in the finals. But the way that LeBron touches every aspect of the game, from the tip to the, the last buzzer, I just don't know that that will happen again. That's special. This is a guy that can he can win you the game with a steal, a block, a bucket, you know, an assist. I mean, there's just so many things that he did in this series, especially in the last three games, that, that would be hard to match. Definitely. And then you got to look at the, uh, the emergence even more of Kyrie Irving, uh, he showed that he's not just a great scorer during regular season, that in the playoffs and obviously the finals, the biggest stage, this guy can deliver. I mean, I don't think they make it to a game seven without Kyrie Irving. Absolutely not. And, and not to take anything away from Kyrie, obviously we're talking about LeBron James because he's one of the best ever, the absolute best ever, and he had this you know, once-in-a-lifetime performance. But Kyrie was amazing in his own right. And I think 
He's only 24 years old. He averaged 27 points a game in this in this series. I mean, he will never be in a tougher situation than he was in this finals. I mean, they're going up against a 73-win team. They're down 3-1. They have to win two on the road, and he did not crumble under that pressure. He shot very well. Uh, last year, LeBron was asked to carry so much of the load scoring-wise, there was no one else to lean on. They don't win this series without Kyrie, without him, him being that reliable second option, without him finding those buckets when LeBron was on the bench, however brief that time was. I mean, he, you, you couldn't replace him in this series. You really couldn't. Definitely agree with that. And uh, let's take a look at the other side for uh, the Warriors. Winning 73 games during the regular season, you saw a couple of their bumps and bruises during the playoffs. Does this eliminate everything that they did? Like, will this be a team that people will remember down the line just because they didn't win the big one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ooh, 73. They won 73 games. Can Just think, think back three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when they were coming out of that first round and Curry was coming back in the Portland series. And, I mean, this was a team that, the team of destiny. And, I mean, that makes it so much more epic for the Cavaliers, but there is still so much pride to be taken in 73 wins. I know they obviously are bummed out, but this isn't a fluke team. You know, I mean, I think if it was a singular event, but they won 73 of 82 games. They smacked the league all year. And if we're being honest, the regular season is a larger sample size than the playoffs. That still counts for something. The Golden State Warriors 2016 will still be in the record book. They won the championship in 2015. I mean, it's the flating win. Nobody wants to go out in Game 7 in the finals, especially when they're playing for that much. But this Warriors team is still so young. They still accomplish so much. I think that that definitely still means something. Definitely hear you with that. Now, Steph Curry's effectiveness. Uh, we can we can point out a little, you know, a lot of different things. Uh, some people are saying there was some injury concerns as the reason why he wasn't as effective in the finals as we were used to seeing him. Um, some people are, are pointing at the fact that, you know, he just couldn't keep up with like playing with a guy like Kyrie, like making him work on both sides of the ball. So, like, what do you think, what happened with Steph Curry during this NBA Finals? Because he wasn't as untouchable as he's been in the past. Anybody who's talking about the injuries, go back and watch that Portland series, watch game four and five. Anybody complaining about the injuries, go watch games five, six, and seven against the Thunder. I mean, Curry hit some huge shots. He was scoring. He was doing his shimmy. Up until the series, he was having his way. I hate putting it on the guy, whether it was he's choked or he's injured or the excuses, Cleveland trapped him high. They forced him to make tough decisions. They locked in. They played hard, hard-fought basketball, just like last year. People remember last year in the finals, Curry struggled against Cleveland as well. Into the last couple games, he kind of broke out. But for the most part, Cleveland played him tough last year too. Uh, they did, Cleveland was the better team. They were the better defensive team, especially at shackling the MVP. Obviously, Andre Iguodala wins finals MVP last year for the impact that he had on LeBron's uh, shooting percentages. But this year, it was the opposite. I mean, they, they really handed Curry the business, and he couldn't keep up. So I'm not going to say it was injuries. I'm not going to say he choked. I'm just going to say Cleveland was the better team, and they stuck it to him. Definitely hear you on that. Now, one of the uh, biggest people, that, you know, besides Kevin Love, who got so much hate for most of the series, Harrison Barnes, you know, a guy that's a free agent, was expecting to make big money during the offseason. Does this performance hurt him moving forward, you know, trying for a team to look at maybe, you know, for a max deal? Like, do you think he's just already automatically erased himself because of his performance? Harrison Barnes was woeful. The word of the day for Harrison Barnes <laughs> was woeful. He was so bad, so unbelievably bad. And, I mean, 
when they were doubling Curry up high or they were rolling and they were getting lost on the screens with Draymond, he had not just shots, but open shots from the corner, open jump shots. They it even hit 35% of the Warriors win this series. But he was shooting like like he didn't want a dollar this offseason. It is an unbelievable feat to lose yourself money going into an offseason where the cap is going to rise 20-something million dollars. I mean, it, it's remarkable in its own terrible way. And Harrison Barnes has done that. There, there should be not a single team out there saying, wow, we want this guy for $16, $17 million a year. I mean, that would blow my mind. Does he still have potential? Could he still be a good player? Yes. But is there any way you're looking at this guy as a franchise kind of guy, as a future all-star? Absolutely not. I mean, I, I could definitely agree with you on that. I can see him making that move over to L.A. just with Luke Walton, you know, just because of the relationship with that. That could actually, that could actually work out. What are your thoughts on that? As a not as someone who's not an active Laker fan, I would love that for Los Angeles. I think that if you invested <laughs> that kind of money in Harrison Barnes, we would uh, we would be having some great times on Twitter with the memes, with the videos. I mean, he don't get me wrong; he's a good player, and there are, he's still a young player. And you don't want to take too much away from a guy who was never really asked to do a lot, who was kind of always on the back burner. But he in no way played to a level that excites you moving forward. Exactly. Not for that kind of money. Definitely. And, um, and Josh, I want to I end off on this question now. We have to ask it just because it's the nature of what he's done in the past. LeBron James is a free agent. Is it is it 100% like he's going to stay in Cleveland, or is it, are we really going to entertain offers here? Is this, is this a real – like, let's be honest here. Is, is he going to entertain offers? Oh, he's, he's going to entertain them. And I, I can say that, I mean, not being close to him, but I can say that with a lot of confidence. This is a, he, he is still the man he was when he left Cleveland, right? Like, he, he still likes to be in the spotlight all season when Steph was kind of – Steph's the best player in the world and LeBron's falling out of his prime. That bugged him. That hurt him. And, I mean, he climbed back on top of that mountain, and it's his throne. But don't believe for one second that he's going to be happy just sleeping on this championship and having a quiet offseason. No, no, no. He, he's always commanded the headlines. He's been a diva since he was 18. We got the stories in the middle of the season about how he loved to play with his friends one year. I would not be shocked one bit if LeBron left, not just entertained if he left. But you know what? He's earned it. He got, he got Cleveland out of this 52-year drought. He has nothing left. He doesn't owe anybody anything. The king can do what the king wants to do. That's my opinion. I like it. Hey, you know, why not come to the Knicks? Why not bring New York a championship? <laughs> We're begging for one. You know, that will be great here. But, uh, and, and I'll, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you say, you say. And honestly, I mean, I would love to, you know, I'm not a Cleveland fan. I would love to see him go somewhere like New York or, I don't know, Atlanta or just somewhere else and go to the finals with another team. It would just continue to add to this, like, incredibly warped, crazy story that he's writing. And it would it would just be so interesting, I think. But, but that's speculation. We'll do that another time. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with you, man. Josh Everly, as always, check, out, check him out on NBA Hoop Mag as well as um, follow him on Twitter. Uh, a lot of great stuff, as always. Josh, we got to do this again, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, brother. Have a good one. All right, that was Josh Everly giving his thoughts once again on the uh, NBA Finals. And, uh, he, you know, he brought up some good points here. He brought up some good points besides the fact that LeBron should come to my Knicks. But um, <laughs> it's Harrison Barnes. We, brought, we were talking about this, how he lost himself some money. Who gives him that money, in your opinion? Because, like, who, what team out there would want Harrison Barnes after this? He, 
it's gonna be tough. I'm not. I don't think anybody's going to like be dying for him to play for them after the performance he did. He really dried up. I, I think his best bet will will be keeping that connection with Luke. <laughs> that's his best plan. That's 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 his best plan right now. I mean, you you have to see how things unfold. You know, it's it's very, it's hard to know what to expect in this situation. Right. Because I mean, at the end of the day, is it is it going to come down to his performance in this situation, or are they going to look at him, it as as a complete package as what as what he's done since he's been in the league? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, there's just a lot more to it than just this. Unfortunately, he had a bad series. You know what? I want to say, yes, he has a bad series, but this was, like, epic. Yeah. This was, like... Because everybody was kind of hoping for, like, yo, if Harrison Barnes turns up in this game, it's solidified. If he he gets set off, but, I mean, he... It wasn't, like, anything... It, it was like you're you're shaking the guy like hey hey wake wake up what what are we gonna get from you and it was nothing, unresponsive. It was very, very surprised like I said for a guy trying to make some money you know a huge spot when they needed him it wasn't like you know he wasn't a guy that was in the fold this was a guy they needed big time and he put himself in a position to to be that guy yeah. that people could you know assume that based off what he did with this whole contract the situation you would assume that he would be put himself in a position to step up yeah he put himself in, he put himself in this position it's in the situation it's a tough situation for him obviously he's going to have a lot of time to figure out where his next you know where his next location is going to be but uh we'll see you know what it could be an Oklahoma City Thunder i mean hey you don't want to hear that, do you? <laughs> but uh, we actually are going to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder because free agency is about to be underway, and the Warriors are looking to retool, and Kevin Durant's name has been floating around heavily. Kevin Durant wants to win a title badly. Maybe he may not win it with Russell Westbrook. You know in the NBA, nothing's nothing's consistent. I'm just throwing it out there. I know you don't want to hear that. I don't want to see Durant in the Warriors jersey. <laughs> don't even see that. It's all possible. What we're going to do is step aside, take a break. You're listening to Sports Social at Easter here on Southcast FM. Don't 
renaissance in Cleveland, how great it used to be, everyone looks to the teams to somehow represent the city. Most people who were raised in my generation were raised on stories of how good things used to be. 50 years, every sport without a championship, that shouldn't be. Why couldn't we just hit that ball and knock it down? No! Alan gave everything that I had. Alan missed it up. Bring it back. As it started to unravel, and it did unravel, with some swag that wasn't necessary. Just make the shot, man. The Browns are indeed coming to Baltimore. I think that the decisions he made haunted him always. Outside of family, not much in the world means anything to me. Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Cavaliers mean almost everything. That was just some clips from Believe Land. That was the 30 for 30 for Cleveland and the struggles of not winning the big one. Well, they're going to have to redo the end of that because they won the big one last night. And um, once again, I'm at EC here with Naomi Gray. <laughs> now, now Naomi, where, you're not, you haven't been to Cleveland, right? Have you ever, you ever no, been I've never Cleveland? been. Never been, right? Can you imagine what life has to be over there right now? The fact that this, this city has struggled. And I'm talking about sports fans. Has struggled for over almost 60 years. I've seen so much video footage <laughs> <laughs> of the way the people in that city reacted to the Cavaliers' win last night, and I was just like, they beat New York. I'm sorry. <laughs> i never seen New York turn up in the streets the way I've seen. I mean, I remember it when the Giants won their last Super Bowl, but it still wasn't anything compared. I mean, I was too young to be, like, in the bar scene and that type of scene, but mm-hmm. even just on the – you don't – you. It was, it was like the parade already, already was, like, setting off the way they were going off last night. Even in the arena, the people who are watching it, you know, at the viewing party, there, it just was so amazing to watch just <laughs> the the unity in, in the celebration for everybody. You know, it's like everybody it a, won. Everybody, a big relief. People were crying. I seen us on Snapchat. This this man just on the floor in tears. He wasn't nobody famous. No, he was just just from Cleveland, in hysterics. And to see something like that, it just it just reminds me why I just you know developed such a love for sports. Like it's 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 something very deep. It was very like nice to see that. You know what? It's it's one of those things where you're happy to see them finally get get over it. But now you're kind of like, well, who's that team we get to make fun of now? We we can't make fun of a city now <laughs> because that was the that was the least thing you really kind of like poked at because they never win anything in Cleveland. That's that's what they're known for. Heartbreak, yeah, you know. I mean, you're talking about the legacy of they haven't won before this since the Cleveland Browns with Jim Brown. Wasn't that like in the 60s, 64 or something? Yeah, since Jim Brown. Indians, no titles. Cavaliers, before yesterday, was no titles. Right. A lot of heartbreak to Michael Jordan. Remember, Jordan used to kill the Cavaliers before he started killing the Knicks. (laughs) The shot over Elo, all of that. Um, you talk about like I said, the Indians losing Game Seven, yeah, nineteen ninety seven, up by one run in the bottom of the ninth, ninth and losing. They were they were wheeling the champagne into the Cleveland locker room, man. And then the Marlins came back and won it. And the Marlins were only existing for like five years; they're only five years in existence, and they won the title. 
It's just so, so those those sport story heartbreaks are just worth your tears. Like hearing stories like that, it just is really so discouraging. And you you think that it's just never gonna happen. So for yeah. it to happen on a stage like the NBA Finals, it's it's so it's so great. It's it's so great for for it's, Cleveland. It's insane. It's tough because that's what people have to go through. Yeah. You know, and when you're a fan, and, and I, 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 like I said, I'm a Knicks fan, so I understand to an extent. Yeah. You don't struggle. You're going to struggle through no matter what, but you're still going to come back. So I love the fans that keep coming back. Yep. Because it's, this is for you. Exactly. It's about those fans like you, like you're a Knicks fan. So if in 20 years they do get their championship or whatever, so yeah. you're still going to be in it. You yeah. haven't fallen off. There's never been a bandwagon that you jumped on. Nope. So that's why it's like, when sports sports figures say like we're doing this for the fans, in situations like that you see exactly what they mean. Like mm-hmm. the people who stick with them through and through, even through the losing seasons. You're obviously if you're a fan, you're gonna be able to, you know, be able to stand by your team regardless what. Like there's not gonna be a team that dominates for like year after year after year after year. Yeah. Like there's gonna there has to be a downfall. No, you're right. Like there has to be a downfall for those fans to stick through it, especially in Cleveland. For years, we're talking of abuse. Like <laughs> for years, we're talking centuries. You know, it's, it's rough, very rough situation. But they finally got it done. Cleveland, basket it, just enjoy it. Yeah, this is your moment. Exactly. Wait, I said centuries, and that was no, no, no I meant decades. Well, it felt like for them centuries. <laughs> I'm like, wait, centuries? No, Listen, decades. Like I said, I, I feel like centuries because except like, for what's this? The 73 centuries in basketball years. Yes. Centuries oh, yeah. in sports years. Yes. That's what it is. 100%. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about that going on, and you know, we we heard from everybody. I think almost everybody in regards to the NBA Finals, right? Except for one more person. I only think one more person should be heard from, you know? <laughs> uh, important reason for why the Cavaliers are the champions. And he had a, he spoke with NBA TV last night. Of course, I'm talking about Usher. Oh. <laughs> we got to hear from... Part- I'm like, is he talking about Bill Russell? Who? No. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, Usher makes it over Bill Russell in this situation. But um, Usher, you know, is he gets a ring because he is a part owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And a lot of people didn't know this, which was funny. And yeah, they, I seen him on like, the on the court. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> I stopped. I was like, what was your, if you don't get down, what are you doing oh, up there? You <laughs> I didn't to, know. I should just hanging around, just standing like, yeah, I'm here. You see him cheesing in the cut, <laughs> mad hard, barely making the picture. Mad hard. You ain't see Usher a whole year, but he, but all of a sudden he pop up, right? Because you know he about to get a ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Usher, man, for keeping it honest. That's that's what it's all about. And uh, th- we're gonna end off on his. Uh, small little interview he had with NBA TV. And uh, until next time, I'm Ed Easton, Miss Naomi Gray. You'll be back. Are you back Thursday? Yes, I am. She'll be back on Thursday. (laughs) We'll definitely have more to talk about the sports social with Ed Easton. Until next time. We continue with the ownership here. No, thank you. Thank you. The only member of the ownership group with a Grammy, I believe. (laughs) The sweet taste of victory. Grammy You guys know what this feels like, man, right? Absolutely. Oh my God, man! Absolutely. But hard work, obviously. I mean, they, Usher, when they the buzzer well, when the buzzer went off, did you dance or sing? <laughs> Both <laughs> at the same time, simultaneously. Now, you've been on stages before. What's this like compared to what you do? Just being a part of this, winning a championship. Well, I know what it's like to to win a Grammy, but I, I've never known what it's like to have a ring. Which one is better, a Grammy I, I, or a championship but, ring? Right now, the ring. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, really happy to be uh, here to celebrate. They worked really hard all year and made history. Yep. 
You know, that's the, that's the story that I'm looking forward to, the fact that Cleveland made history. You know? They absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. You know what's so crazy? I've been watching you when you came to Hawks games. You've been a basketball fan for so long. You've hung in with this Cleveland Cavaliers organization. Just talk about that journey from a youngster now to ownership to now a ring. From Gordon Gunn to Dan Gilbert and his vision and, and all of what Cleveland has been. Has been. Man, this is, this is the story that, I mean, represents what we are in America. Belief that it can happen. And it did, man. It did. Yeah. It's remarkable. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. What you doing? Really? You know I'm coming over, right? And baby, tell me what you want to do. You got a high for me already, baby.